Welcome to the St. Canard Files, the Dark Wind Up podcast. I'm your host, Will Santana, and... And I'm Stan Lund, back once again. Hey, what's going on, Stan? How you been doing, man? I've been good. Life's been good. All right, guys, today we got another filler episode. We don't know when this is going to drop. We don't know what order this is going to be in or anything, but, you know, um, people have been getting sick, and, uh, you know, people have been moving, getting married, and... Uh, you know, they people wanting a break, so this could. I don't know when this is going to drop for you, but hopefully, it'll drop you know, soon. I'd, or I'd swear life is like a hurricane. Oh, Lord, that comes. Huh? <laughs> All right, so uh, Stan, you're a huge Star Wars fan. What did you think of the Obi Wan Kenobi trailer? I loved it. I cannot wait. My only disappointment was that they didn't actually start the series up on May 4th. Mm. Okay. Um. So Hayden is supposed to be in the dark, dark Vader suit, or are we going to yes. see him as Anakin, or he's he's Vader? Possibly both. Possibly both, really. Possibly mm. both. Like I know we do see Vader for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know for sure if there's going to be any flashbacks with Anakin, but I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, why would you get Hayden Christensen back? just for vader just maybe the name or something i don't know or maybe they'll have flashbacks like you said you know yeah that could be a flashbacks and uh who was that one lady though that that was a lot in the trailer who is she supposed to be a new character i think it's a new character there are a few uh classic well returning characters so i mean uncle owen's coming back replies reprised once again by joel egerton who played Mm -hmm. him in the prequels and some of the Inquisitors who made their appearances in the Star Wars Rebels cartoon and in the uh, the uh, last, or not last Jedi, uh, what was that game called? It was a recent Star Wars game. Gosh, I'm drawing a blank on it. I'm supposed to be the Star Wars guy. Do you, is there, do you think there's any chance Darth Maul can make an appearance? Well, it is possible because he died and then he came back in clone wars and he was in rebels right clone wars rebels he was in rebels and he was in the solo the solo movie so there's a there's a shot right oh yeah there is a shot i don't think he's coming back but i Mm. won't say that it can't happen i hope so (laughs) i'm sure ray park would would be more than willing to portray him again yeah, man. As I told you before, Stan, uh, I like Star Wars. I'm just not that Star Wars guy who knows the name of every planet, knows the name of every ship, knows the name of every species. I, I, I'm not that guy. I, I, I know the, the hardcore characters. I know some of the common ones. Uh, I know some of the name of the, some of the planets, but I, I'm not that kind of fanboy, you know? Also, I think I finally remember the name of the game of the Inquisitors, Jedi Fallen Order. Mm took me a bit to to get there now stan um plastic empire dropped that uh back to the future exclusive lounge fly backpack did you have any interest in that uh the mini backpacks are just a little too hard to justify the 80 dollar price point for me okay now they, they, they dropped some like, gems though they dropped some gems with uh, gems with it did you see the prizes that they were giving with it no i didn't yeah they were giving away uh it was like one of the Funko Pops was a uh, Marty McFly uh, Plastic Empire exclusive. 
and uh michael j fox has signed like two or three of them they had some that were not signed by him and then they had some exclusive of uh, uh doc brown or emmett brown whatever uh and like those- dr emmett lafrop brown and these pops go for like $300 and up. So if you got lucky, you got your money's worth and more with those pops in yeah. there, you know? If you get lucky. If I'd you get lucky. The, I'd probably be the poor schmuck that's just paying full price for the backpack. <laughs> yeah, they, they. I think it was like 12 of them that were of uh, 1,985 of them that people got lucky. I'm not going to lie. I'm not a Back to the Future fan, a uh, hardcore fan. I'm not going to... You know how I feel about it. I like yeah, one and two. But I know. We're not going to go there with three. We'll leave that alone for yeah, now. Yeah, you have the irrational <laughs> hatred of three. Yeah, well, but the backpack looks so cool, though. It, it glowed in the dark and all that, but I just hate the sizes of them, man. Yeah, that's why I said if if they were 40 bucks, I'd be all over it. For 40 bucks, I'd have bought the Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. I'd have bought the Darkwing Duck one, you know. I'm not going to say I'll never get the Darkwing backpack, though. I mean, we we both know I'm willing to spend crazy prices on things sometimes. Well, then you should have got it when it was retail. Now you're going to pay third-party prices. <laughs> well, keep in mind, I'm only willing to pay crazy prices when I have crazy money, which doesn't happen often. <laughs> All right. Well, Stan, what are we reviewing today, man? Well, we have no more pre-talk then. Now let's let's go ahead and get into this, man. This don't need to be a long episode. This is a filler. I I did want to show off my little buddy I got though. Okay, well, who's your buddy? What's your little buddy? I finally got the giant Playmates Darkwing with the hat and the cape. <laughs> oh man, that's pretty. And cool. it only cost me ninety six bucks. Only. <laughs> well, that's not bad for one with the hat and the cape. You know that. Well, Stan, I can't say it publicly, but you know. I completed my holy grail of Darkwing collect. Oh, yeah. I want to show it so bad, but you won't let me. You won't let me. Until I get them myself. But once I get them, then maybe we'll reveal their existence to the grander world of Darkwing fandom. But to you, it's not a holy grail, though, right? Not a holy grail to me, but I still want them. Okay. To me, it was my grail. After To me, the the, uh, Quacker Jack annual cover was my main holy grail that was my baby which i helped you find you helped me find and then my other thing that was a holy grail i finally got you helped me with one of them you helped me with one it's a set so people don't know what we're talking about but it's a set and you helped me get the first set uh, or the first part of the set and then i finally got the second part man i was so excited i was like i got it i got it so Ah, I want to show it so bad, but I made a deal with Stan. I can't show it until he gets it because then, because then it's going to make it harder for you if I show it off. Exactly. Everybody's going to go for it. (laughs) All right. So Stan, what are we reviewing today, man? We are reviewing the very first Darkwing Duck comic published in Disney Adventures and which was also subsequently published in Colossal Comics number seven and published again in Boom Studios Darkwing Duck Classics volume one. We are, of course, what? I said the goat. Yep. Do you know what that means? One of of the goats. No, greatest greatest of all time, I know, but he ain't one of them. He's the only goat. 
He's the no, only I, goat. I think Richard Petty qualifies as a goat with. Oh, I'm talking about for wins. basketball. I'm talking about for oh, basketball. For, for basketball, yeah. yeah. I'm saying, I'm saying for other sports, there are other people that are considered. Nah, but goat. we talk, we talking about basketball. He's the only goat. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we're we're reviewing. Let's get fiscal. I don't want you to talk in depth. What did you think of it? Ah, uh, honestly, I can't really say for sure because I haven't read it in a long time. Okay. Um, I don't I, remember being that impressed by it. I, I'm certainly not impressed by the artwork. Okay. I, I, I think it's okay, but then the ending is, ugh. but I'm not going to get into that right now. <laughs> I think it's but, okay. It's okay. Not great. Is doable. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say for now. Well, you showed off the uh, first appearance of the comic, but yeah. I've got here the second appearance. Little Darkwing Duck crossover. Leave it up. Leave it up. I want to see if we can get it to connect. <laughs> I don't think so. Also, you're try, on try the it. opposite. You're try. on the opposite screen. Not on my end. Uh, kind of. Hold kind on. Of get- hold on. <laughs> that's about as good as i can yeah <laughs> yeah on my end you're not on the opposite end okay because on my end you're on that side <laughs> but uh, and then as i said it was reprinted in this handy volume okay <laughs> all right so i don't have that volume either man i got the justice league one. Oh, i just rediscovered a cool surprise i had stuck in the pages Hey, you stickers. Wanna, you want to give it to me? Nope. All right. Well, well you know actually, let me say, rephrase that. I'd trade it to you for a Darkwing Duck snow globe. Um, <laughs> me no speak English. <laughs> that that's that's your holy grail, ain't it? The snow globe. That's definitely one of them. That that's like your top three, huh? I. That's probably in the top spot, to be completely honest. That's your top spot for Holy Grail? I think that's my top sp- spot. I think my second top item would be that juice bottle. Oh, okay. Or you jelly know, bottle, something like that. You know what my next top spot is? Is something I'll never, ever, ever, ever get. Is that Quacker Jack that Taz Stones and Michael Bell have, that, that figure? Yeah, never say never. You might work out a deal with one of them you know <laughs> you know so, i mean especially you being mr secret hollywood agent man now oh lord here you go <laughs> <laughs> you know if you end up being michael bell's agent through things someday all right so our, yeah we'll see uh so our writer is uh jim bricker and uh i couldn't find like what story actually like is, is it a tailspin story or uh is it uh Darkwing or whatever? But I can name off the stories he's written off in the Disney Adventures. We have um meaner than a meaner than a junkyard cat. Let's get uh let's get fiscal, dogs of war, is feeling flush, show and tell. Well, feeling flushed is a darkwing story. That's actually the first appearance of poker face. Okay, we it might says, get to that one at some point soon. It says he also did Dogs of War on this same issue right here. So let me see if I can find Dogs of War real quick. 
if I had to guess, I'd say that's probably a tailspin is or tailspin. rescue rangers. Is tailspin. Okay. Yep. So it's tailspin. All right. So that's Jim Bricker. And who's our um artist? Yeah, who's our quartery? If we we named him a couple of times, haven't we? Oh yeah. He was on Legend of the Chaos God, Watts the Problem one and two, Super Union Blues one and two. You know, he's he's been around. He's he's a a good friend at this point to, <laughs> to our listeners. Okay. All right. So Stan, let me let's go ahead and get going on this one. All right. We we got um I already forgot the guy's name. Uh Grizzly Cough? Not Grizzly Cough, the other guy. What's his name? Morris Beagleman. We got Boris uh, is it Boris? Morris. I, Morris Beagleman. We got Morris Beagleman and, and Grizzly Cough, and they're at a laundromat. And uh Grizzly Cough is uh telling him he's um Beagleman, he's gonna have a bodyguard, correct? Yeah. Yeah, and they're at the laundromat, but uh Beagle Man finds it a little weird. Why are we meeting my bodyguard at a at a laundromat? <laughs> and you know Surely I am telling you that I am not that somebody for the dirty job. Yeah. And then uh who pops up? DW. DW. So DW is gonna be his bodyguard, correct? Yep. All right. So then we go on to the next page, Stan. What's going on? So on the next page, while Grizzlykoff has soap in his mouth from Darkwing's entrance, <laughs> you know, Darkwing's, you know, getting upset because he thinks it's a waste of his time. Mm-hmm. And I can see why he felt that way until, until he learns what's going on. But then uh, uh, Beagleman explains to him about his calculator, correct? That uh, he was... Uh, zapped by an experimental duplicator ray so mm-hmm. he the next thing he knew his machine could ask wait okay his machine oh his calculator was able to add subtract multiply or divide anything mm-hmm. yeah, so like the- suppose you put a hundred dollar bill you could make that hundred dollar bill in the two hundred dollar bill yeah, because the first thing he multiplied was uh, the things on his desk. There was a cupcake, yeah. a cup of coffee, and like a pencil and a pen. Yep. All right. So now that him and DW, Beagleman and DW, they take off. And uh, DW is kind of like, uh, why am I protecting you? Why I got to babysit you? You know, and uh, Beagleman starts explaining to him, you know, like, you know, he has something of value, is very strong. And then boom, who pops up? The Eggman. Yeah, the Eggman. They got him surrounded. But what's going on? What do you, do? We already know what's going on. Not yet. I'm not sure. Yeah, he kind of said that. Um, Beagleman kind of said like uh, some bad guys wanted to get it to multiply and you know to 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 fight their crime. You know. Yeah. To multiply their forces. I think that's what he said. All right. So then, um, Darkwing, while he was uh, pinned up against the Eggman, he he gets on out of there. Yep. Uh, and he tells Beagleman to put that calculator to use. So how does he put it to use? Uh, I believe he divides the uh, bikes that the Eggmen are following him on. Yeah, he divides it. Their bikes fall apart and everything because they're missing pieces now. And yeah. they're out of there. But then something strange really happened. I kind of didn't get this part at first. I had to like relook at it. They uh, were eaten by a giant 
metallic egg. Yeah, <laughs> just that popped up out of nowhere. And then where do they end up, Stan? They end up in uh, Steelbeat's lair. Yeah, so Steelbeat got them in the lair. Uh, and Darkwing, he's ready to fight. He's ready to go and protect uh, Beagle Man and go on a fight against with the Eggman and uh, Steelbeat. Yep, with the help of his spaghetti bomb. <laughs> spaghetti bomb. All right, so then uh, DW points his, uh, I don't want to say it's a ray gun. It was the spaghetti bomb, right? Yeah. Yeah, he points the well, spaghetti. I, I think but... it's supposed to be his gas gun, maybe? Even though it's not really drawn like the gas gun we all know. Yeah, it, it was really weird. All right, so uh, he points it at Steelbeak, and it doesn't go so well for him, huh? Nope, it backfires with a splat. Yeah, splat. And then uh, an anvil comes out too, correct? Yep. Yeah, the anvil comes out, and it lands on DW, and then Steelbeak gets an idea, and he multiplies the anvils. Yeah. Uh, Darkwing goes falling through the ground, and then Steelbeak starts having fun, and then he makes two DWs. Yeah. But one of them had red eyes at first, I think. I think that's the original Darkwing. Okay. The one that was... that's crawling out of the hole. Yeah, okay. So now we got two Darkwings, but then uh, Steelbeak decides to subtract one. But the funny thing about the two Darkwings, though, Stan, uh, they never really tell you which one's the real one. They were both arguing, saying they were the real one. True. Yeah, and then uh, Still B does a subtraction, and one of them just disappears. And then he also subtracts Darkwing's uh, waist. Yeah, he he subtracts his waist. Now, this part, yeah. I got a little confused, Stan. I don't know where Still B is like, what? What's happening? Oh, no. And he drops the calculator, and then he just shrinks. I got really confused on this part. And then uh, Beagleman says, I got him with the most fearsome weapon. An accountant has an audit. I don't get how that shrunk him. I think it was meant to be a joke. I'm guessing what happened was, in my, in my guess, I think Steelbeak must have had the thing pointed backwards. He was trying to subtract, and he ended up shrinking himself okay that's uh, my take on it because we're we're led to believe that the calculator has the power so it doesn't really make any sense that the the accountant would have been able to yeah, do anything yeah I, I didn't get that part i mean i i know audit has to do with like taxes and stuff but i'm not a tax expert so i, I really yeah. didn't get it but then uh darkwing says makes sense to me and then he says, never mind that. You got a couple of band-aids on you because his stomach is still missing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's it. That's Let's Get Fiscal. That's the first ever Darkwing uh, comic in a Disney Adventures magazine. And it was released in November of 91. And there are a few problems with it. I mean, for one thing, mm -hmm. the place they went to when they were flying in that metal egg, that was a building, wasn't it? Yes. But at the end, they're supposedly in a flying machine. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so that doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, and, and you know, with his stomach was missing and, and the audit thing, I was a little confused. Like I said, yeah. I, I, I thought the story was okay at first. It was going okay, you know, for a comic. You know, my comic, I, I never had the expectations of the Boom series or uh, Joe Books or, or the episodes. I don't have that kind of expectations for them. But I, I, 
you know, like that ending though, man. I was like, what the heck just happened? It really threw I, me off. I will say the art's pretty good. Okay. All right, so Stan, what do you you want to rate the villain? No, uh, Beagleman is not a villain. No, Beagleman's not a villain. Uh, we've rated Steelbeak before. Yeah. Have we ever rated the Eggman? We have never rated the Eggman. Well, we might as well. That's Let's the only villain it. we're going to have. So, <laughs> all right. I would give the Eggman a solid three and a half cast on canisters. That's for so, overall, right? Overall, yeah. Overall. I would okay. just rating them in this story, it'd be like a two. Okay. Um, the Eggman. Because I think that, you know, there's a lot of situations where they're really useful in, you know, mm-hmm. some of them have pretty distinct personalities, even. Okay. You know, and uh, they make good cannon fodder. You know, they're they're like the stormtrooper equivalent for the Darkwing world. That's a great example. The stormtroopers or like uh, what they call the Foot Clan, the Foot Soldiers. Yep, from Ninja, Ninja Turtles. Turtles. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna give them a two. Uh, I'm not gonna go as In high this as you. Story or no overall, overall. Because there, there's huh. some there's some stories where they're kind of useless, and then there's some stories where they bring some comedy to it. You know. And, and they're useful. They're good. They're good tools for just to get some Darkwing battles before he get the Steel Beak and stuff. I, I'm gonna give out them of, a two. Out of curiosity, if you were just rating them on this issue, what would it be? Uh, a one. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll give them a two. Um, what did you think of Beagle Man's calculator idea? For a comic, it's okay. It had some merit. I. I think I would have liked to have seen a more fleshed out episode mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying that foul wouldn't necessarily be the ones involved in it still, but I'd also love to see the mayhem someone like Negaduck could use that for. Yeah. And the first episode of Darkwing aired, I think September of 91, correct? I think so. August or September, somewhere around there. And this came out in November of '91, so I'm I'm assuming it was written written a couple of months before it, it got released. Most likely. So that's what my assumption is. So I I don't want to put this one with the episodes. Um, I would give it a two. Stan, it, it's it's okay. It's doable. You know, if you think of the time when it was written written before the episodes dropped. I'm gonna get it that a, a pass, you know. Uh, yeah. is never mentioned in the episode. Still Beak is still Still Beak. He's still with the Eggman. So I thought that flowed pretty good, you know. Um, that ending though, where he just shrinks and because of an audit, I, I don't know. I, I was lost on that part. So I, I'm just gonna go two and play it safe and not give it a middle score. How about you? I would go a two and a half myself. Two and a half. Okay, so you give it a point five. I see it. I see a little more promise with the story. I do think there's some weird things in there that kind of detract from it, but the premise itself is solid enough. And given, you know, if they had, you know, didn't have the weird oddities in it or maybe flush it out a bit more, I think it would have stood stronger. Mm -hmm. And the art was, was good. Yeah, and we had an interest. There was an interest in Darkwing. We skipped over it, uh, but it was a different interest. It didn't say, I am the terror that flaps in the night. I didn't even notice. I'll have to go back and check. Uh, let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Uh, there was an entrance, I believe. Uh, where was it? It is... Oh, I found it. 
I am the milkman who spills beer at your doorstep. I am the waiter who brings you second helpings of terror. I am Zap, one (laughs) singed superhero. (laughs) I don't even see it. Where is it at? What page is it on? Uh, For me, it's page 106 because I'm in... uh, it's the same page oh, okay. where I all the it. Eggmen show up. Okay, I see it. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it's page 87. Yeah, so that's what I was saying. Like, I, I felt like the writer didn't, they didn't have the, the full blown entrance for Darkwing yet. So that's what I said. No, I'm, giving, but, I'm giving it no, a little bit I, of a pass. I think it was a full blown entrance. I mean, he does two I Am the Terrors. And when he starts to say, I am, you know, Darkwing, he gets zapped. And we've seen that happen in the show before where something happens to him, he gets injured, and he's like, I meant to do that or something like that. See, but he doesn't say, I am the terror that flaps in the night. He doesn't say that. Okay, he doesn't say, I am the terror that flaps in the night. Yeah, I guess you're right on that. So that's, slightly that's, tourniqueted that's, that's what i'm saying like I'll, I'll give it a little bit of a pass because of my assumption is when it was written was right around the time the first episode was airing you know yeah so it's that, actually a lot shorter of a comic than i realized mm-hmm. so so my assumption is like he probably got his hand on the darkwing bible but it wasn't flushed out you know what i'm saying like it wasn't completely like yeah. t- Tad didn't have his hand on everything to where this is how it's going to be for now on. And we're sticking with this for now on, you know? Well, they were certainly closer to the truth to to the feel of the episodes than Robot Plants was. That's very true. (laughs) Now, Stan, just to kill a little time here before we wrap this up, man, uh, has there ever been an episode that you wanted to give a score to on the St. Canard Files and you didn't get a chance to drop a score for it? Oh, yeah. All right, go for it. So I guess we're doing sort of like what Tiffany's doing, but for me. Oh, you want to do that real quick? Well, that's what that's what it seems like. Okay. What Mike and Tiff are doing is towards the end when they need to fill more time, Tiff is, you know, scoring an episode she hasn't been able to before. Okay, so do you want to pick the episode or you want me to pick it for you? Oh, I'm picking this one. I I wanted to talk on about this one for a long time and you probably know what episode i'm gonna say i don't think you should use that one right now you want to say negaverse huh yeah i think you should hold off a little bit hold off you want to do that one that bad i've wanted to do that one that bad ever since you guys started the podcast (laughs) what if what if i i tell you me you could do it on our last filler or i'll ask mike to bring it up on one of his since you're going to do dangerous currency with them well, I think it would probably be me and you on one of the last fillers because with me, Mike, and Tiff okay. all being there, I'm not sure there'd be enough time, especially since I think they're still going to do Tiff's uh, episodes. Okay, all right. So let, let's say that one. I know you want to do that one bad. I promise you, if you don't get to do it with them, you'll do it with me on the last filler, okay? All right. All right, fair? Fair. Okay, so the episode I got for you today is Comma Chameleon. Oh, okay. Phew. I thought you were going to say one with Comet Guy. I was about to no, go. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to do you like that. <laughs> go ahead. To give us your opinion and a score for Comet Chameleon. Uh, Comet Chameleon. Honestly, that one's kind of a mid-tier episode for me. It's, it's not one of the ones I hold in the highest regard, but it's, it's a solid episode. 
know, <laughs> I think Camille Chameleon's a pretty unique, interesting uh, villain. Okay. So what did you think of her as like a, a one-shot villain? Well, technically she's a, wait. Had, for the episode, no, she's only been once. once. For a moment, I guess I was confusing her with Splatterfield. She co- she comes back in the comics, though. I think. I Joe. believe she yeah. does. Mm-hmm. So, so what did you think of her as a one shot episode? Like a I said, she was, she was interesting. You know, I I would have liked to have seen her reappear. Okay, and uh, what score would you give the episode, Comma Chameleon? I would give it about a three. Three? Okay. Okay. Then. Okay, yeah, you know I'm I'm a big fan of that episode. I really like. Oh that. yeah, it, it's definitely like top ten for me, man. I, I, I yeah. always enjoy that one. I um, hate to say it, but it is not in my top ten. It's a good episode. Don't get me wrong, but you know, <laughs> there's there's a lot of episodes I put in the higher tier. Okay, all right, and so... you will be happy to know that your buddy Quacker Jacks in a few of them. Okay, good shot. <laughs> and by the way, guys, everybody, if you're paying attention or if you're watching us on YouTube, only YouTube, you'll be able to see us. Uh, Stan is wearing the ugliest shirt in Darkwing Duck history. Hey, I've got it on uh, good authority from Jonathan Beltran. The shirt's awesome. I do think I like the villains on there. That It's the only one that has Cracker Jack and Bushroot, right? Uh, the only one with Quackerjack, for sure. I'm not sure on Megavolt or Bushroot. It's not the design of the shirt. What you know, I, it's what I have the a color that you don't like. I Even hate... though Darkwing himself dresses in purples and pinks. Oh my god, I hate the color of that shirt, man. And then the, all the characters are yellow, right? Uh, kind of purplish, yellowish, orangish. It's yeah. like a color gradient. Yeah, that's the only issue I've ever had with that shirt. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So that's going to wrap up this filler episode. Uh, hopefully, Mike and Tiff will get back to you soon. Or or you might hear us again next week. And you see uh, Stan with that little dark wing hat on his head that doesn't fit. <laughs> All right, guys. So that's hey, going to wrap up this episode. I only get on YouTube. Stan, for the people who tuned in for the first time, where can they hear us? Good luck. Uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Pandora, uh, iTunes, uh, Facebook, YouTube, pretty much all major podcast apps. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out today to uh, Adrian Mateo. I believe that's how you pronounce it. I think so. Yeah, I want to give a shout out to him, man. He's been working on some more cosplay stuff. I know he's excited with all these cons coming back out there. We're going to probably see some more Mega Volt from him and Liquidator. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to Jonathan Beltran. That dude always comes through for me when I need him to, especially since he lives close to Disneyland. Uh, I definitely want to give a shout out to uh, Jordan Ferber. Uh, check out his YouTube channel. What's the name of his? Tune something. Tune Logic Studios. He yeah. just did an episode where he shows off his entire Darkwing Duck collection. Yes, yeah, yeah. Y'all go check out Jordan Ferber and check out his YouTube channel. Jordan's a good friend of ours. You know, he just has one thing I hold against him. One thing. But I'm not gonna go there. He knows what it is. It's a little Darkwing chat inside joke thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll, I'll leave it like that. <laughs> All right, yeah, but so those are my shout-outs. So, guys, uh, stay tuned. 
maybe we'll have something next and remember stay dangerous stay dangerous everyone